Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. It's a pen name that I came up with for this sober newsletter. My wife was talking to me uh, about an old friend of hers recently, and I didn't have any idea who she was referring to. Um, she, apparently, we had used to hang out with this woman a lot in the early 2000s, and my wife was just, she kept rattling off fact after fact after fact about this woman, and I had no recollection. And then finally, my wife said, remember, she was the one that had that horrible hip injury from a car accident, and she told all of us about it at dinner one night, and then you started calling her hippie? Remember that? Hippie? Oh, God. Uh, yes. Uh, when my wife said that, I remembered her, and I cringed at myself. What a dick. I mean, God damn. It brought up two big things for me. One is that I had a lot of relationships like this from during my drinking days where we'd hang out with people at ball. I would be blasted the whole time. And other people would be drinking too, but man, it was like one of those... Um, one of those nights where everybody else would be done at, you know, 11, 15, and I would still be going at 1, 15, 12, 15. I mean, it was, I'm not sure, you know, what you call those people. Like, I guess I would call them friends, um, from back then, but, um, who knows, God, who knows how many other shitty, mean nicknames, uh, were handed out by me. Um, the, the other thing that, that it reinforces yet again is the difference between not drinking and drugging anymore and then actually growing. Like, can you even imagine the person who hears about a car accident that caused a terrible hip injury and this person needs a bunch of, needed a bunch of surgery and is in pain a lot? Can you imagine the person who hears that and decides, you know what, I'm going to call you hippie. I mean, I... Oh God, I laugh, but I don't, I do not want to be that guy anymore. You know, I've tried, tried just being me as me with, uh, my, you know, as myself without any drugs or alcohol, but also with zero maturity, I tried being that guy. Um, oof, it's not great, you know, maturing and growing along spiritual lines. I especially had trouble with that. When uh, I started doing stand-up in 2018, and I, you know, I did it all the time. I did it three, four times a week. I was practicing for hours. I was writing all the time um, because stand-up requires a certain level of loudness. You know, you kind of have to be obnoxious. You know, there's not a lot of librarians that get up there on stage. Um, and then if you're doing stand-up, you also have a desire to perform. So that starts... That stuff starts to seep into your real life. You know, you start to be that stage persona, persona just walking around. Um, I would find myself just at a grocery store busting somebody's chops and realize I'm doing a roast of this person or I'm roasting the world. And nobody really asked for that. You know, what it, what it showed me is that I still have that side of me that can be domineering and in your face and performative condescending. Um, and I don't really like that side of me. I, I think I'm okay with it. If I'm doing a comedy act for 10 to 15 minutes in front of a crowd that signed up to attend a place where people were going to get on stage and get rowdy, I'm okay if it's analyzed like that, but I just don't want to turn my office cubicle or the cereal aisle at the grocery store 
into that that stage too. I mean, that's that's that guy from 20 years ago at bars and stuff making fun of people and coming up with hilarious nicknames. Oof, you know, I was I was like a happy drunk, so I didn't get into fist fights and I didn't even have like blowout arguments with people. I was pretty happy go lucky. Um but I definitely turned into Howard Stern, you know, I would start goofing on people and asking inappropriate questions probably some flirting or stuff that seemed like flirting, but with me it was just me talking and I didn't know why I'd crossed the line and did it in front of my wife. It wasn't anything secretive. Um, and I, but I, I can't tell you how many awkward mornings would begin with my wife saying, you know, I, I really wish you wouldn't ask people about their sex life at Applebee's, you know, or she would say, <laughs> she'd say like, why do you have to make fun of people all night? Like, God damn, no one wants that. And I would wave her off like, oh, God, what's the big deal? You know, it's all in good fun. Loosen up, you know. Uh, my wife was a teacher at the time, so she, we were hanging out with a lot of teachers. And I used to just, you know, it's them. They're teachers, right? They're not like they don't know how to like really cut loose. And I'm helping them. That's what I'm doing. I'm helping them. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I honestly don't know, you know, and that's a problem. You don't you want to know if other people are enjoying your presence or not, I think. Like people didn't generally seemed to be mad at me the next time I would see them. And I didn't pick up on too many that just like hung out with us and then started avoiding us. But I can say, you know, for sure that if I had to watch myself back then, I would be mortified. And if I, when I see myself acting like that today, I'm mortified. You know, even if people are laughing and having a good time, you know, that's not always just like, the barometer, right? I like I try to live a life where I don't mock people and pick at them and come up with hilarious nicknames about their car accident injuries. I don't want to be that guy anymore. God damn. I I I hate even thinking about calling someone that name because of the geez. Oh well, you know, we uh live and learn, right? So hey, thanks for letting me share.